In the eight short days since I was ordained a priest, the week has been filled with continual experiences of peace and blessing. Now that's not to say that I've experienced no difficulty. There's been plenty of it. But by the grace of God, I have received what I need. As the song would say, you don't always get what you want. But it is a profound grace to serve you as a priest, as your priest. Not just new to the priesthood, on Friday I reflected on my youthfulness as a man, as a person. Likely you've heard of the decision of the United States Supreme Court And in a monumental act, the court reversed the past ruling of the case Roe v. Wade, which was handed down in 1973. Simply put, by the new decision in the case Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health, the result is that the practice of abortion is returned to a state decision, not a federal one. The consequences of this are enormous. For some 50 years here in the United States, we have led the world on the course of abortion. Right now, as a priest of one week, I am a witness and participant in history. When I was born, JP2 was Pope and Roe v. Wade was law. And it had been that way for more than a decade before I existed. But I also realized that in 1973, some of my older brothers in the priesthood, those who have been ordained some 50 years, probably heard that decision, got an ordinary piece of paper and a pen, and wrote the homily that very day that they would deliver on the day when we finally reversed such a tragic decision. And for 50 years of their priesthood, they've been waiting and praying and sacrificing with you, the people of God, to arrive to the point that I now witness only one week a priest. That's a very humbling consideration. I'm reminded of how little I have done for the defense of life in our country by comparison. How few hours I have prayed at those places where those terrible evils are committed. How few rosaries I have prayed for the protection of our vulnerable children, for the mothers who are caught in difficult circumstances, of how little I have done to pass up a dessert or fast for a day to unite my prayers with those most in need. So I don't want to concentrate on a legal change or even a social one. I want to emphasize the things of the heart. Realistically, we have only applied an initial tourniquet to a grievous national wound, a global one. A tourniquet is not definitive care. It is not the surgery that corrects the original wound. It is not an antibiotic that wards off future infection. It does nothing to ease the scar which we know subsists. There's so much pain in this country and in many others due to the evil of abortion. 
And I want to say with complete and utmost clarity, the condemnation of abortion is the condemnation of an act, of a thing done. It is a clear evil to take the life of a child in the womb. But we never, never judge the personality, the individual or individuals that suffer from that difficult decision about life. We condemn no one who has navigated an unexpected or unforeseen pregnancy. We must be elite in our compassion. So in this moment, we should remember the words of the collect, the opening prayer which began this Mass. O God, who through the grace of adoption chose us to be children of light, grant, we pray, that we may not be wrapped in the darkness of error, but always be seen to stand in the bright light of truth. That's a very convicting prayer to pray as your priest. That we would always stand in the bright light of the Lord's truth. Regardless of the darkness outside of this church, inside of our own hearts, that the truth that every human life is precious would pervade. What a charge for us. And so in this moment as Christians, as Catholics, we must uphold the dignity of every person. We must champion the sanctity of life, especially the two beautiful lives of the pregnant mother and her vulnerable child. We are called to a heroic compassion because we are adopted sons and daughters of God. And so a supernatural charity is required in this time. Because the truth is that innumerable people have suffered for decades in the midst of abortion. I know that in my own family, there have been mothers who were confronted with the decision to abort a child. It's necessary that we empathize that we listen, that we care for our neighbor. If any person here or elsewhere carries the burden of an abortion, I offer all of the resources of the church. We will listen to you. We will support you. We will walk with you and accompany you. This is a time for thoughtful steps. Because right now the world craves peace. And that's a peace that comes only through prayer, through the sacraments, through an authentic communion between persons. Often on Sundays here, the Mass is offered with the first Eucharistic prayer. Today, as your priest, I am opting to offer the fourth Eucharistic prayer. 
and we'll listen to these words which are directed to God the Father. Yet you who alone are good, the source of life, have made all that is, so that you might fill your creatures with blessings and bring joy to many of them by the glory of your light. So today we implore the mercy of God, who, as the source of all life, delights in each and every person. We ask that he would grant us the stamina to love, even when it is difficult. In his marvelous designs, he has placed us in this moment, in this place, to testify to the truth in order that the darkness of error not obscure that truth. Every life is precious. Let us demonstrate by a life of devotion and charity that the Lord guides us all to eternal life.